Hey, this is Chip Eichelberger, GetSwitchedOn.com, and you're listening to Speakers on Speaking with Antoine Lincoln. You know, if you've got a passion for speaking, you got to get out there and get in front of any group who will let you in front of them. What are the little things you could do every day that are really going to pay off long term? And, you know, that's the unique thing about this business. It's an unbelievable way to generate a lot of money in a short amount of time. You've got to light your own switch. You can't wait for somebody to come switch on. You've got to be able to do it for yourself. Welcome to Speakers on Speaking, a podcast for aspiring speakers looking to learn from today's professional speakers in the speaking business. And on today's show, we have Chip Eichelberger. So get ready to listen, learn, and launch your speaking career on Speakers on Speaking. Welcome to another episode of Speakers on Speaking. My name is Antoine Lincoln, and I'm the host of Speakers on Speaking, and today's guest is none other than Chip Eichelberger. Yes, Chip Eichelberger. It's a name that may not be a familiar last name, but boy, oh boy, he is a familiar speaker in motivation. And Chip Eichelberger is best known for his website, GetSwitchedOn.com. And boy, oh boy, did he not switch me on to understanding exactly what it takes to be a speaker. Matter of fact, there's some key things that Chip broke down for me so that I had a better understanding. For example, how do I set my fees? But I'm getting ahead of myself. You probably haven't downloaded the essentials to this interview, or at least gone to the website, speakersonspeaking.com, on Chip Eichelberger's page. There you're going to find our SOS resources to help you kind of have a better understanding of what Chip has shared with us in this interview. So are you ready to listen to Are you ready to learn from Chip? Because he has a wealth of information. So let's get started with Chip Eichelberger from GetSwitch.com. You're going to love this episode on Speakers on Speaking. Chip Eichelberger, how are you doing today, sir? Beautiful day in uh, eastern Tennessee. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Man, I'm so glad that you're here on the uh, Speakers on Speaking podcast. I'm excited that you're you're part of this show. Thanks for, for showing up. Well, I'm glad you found me. You know, it's always always good to give back. I didn't get here alone. It's been a wild path, so always glad to help out. One of the things I know a lot about you, but kind of tell the audience, our aspiring speakers out there, who are you, what are you about, and what's your platform? Uh, married, three kids, <laughs> dad, husband, uh, and get a chance to go out and uh, get in front of audiences. About I, My plan is about 50 times a year. Uh, this is my... 20th year in the business, kind of got my start, uh, was in San Diego, where you are, uh, 1988, very serendipitously uh, responded to a classified ad in the newspaper uh, about a national celebrity looking for five people who wanted to make a difference, and uh, that turned out to be for Tony Robbins, pre-infomercial days, nobody had heard of him before, and saw him one night, and was just uh, blown away, you know, I think Tony's probably the best in the world from the front of the room, and I thought, man, what if... I started uh, hanging around with this guy. What would happen? And so for five years, I kind of helped lead the charge with some other great guys and a few ladies. And uh, we went out. And uh, the reason I'm speaking is I did out. And I did it a lot, Antoine. I mean, I was out there um, pretty much every major city in the country over the course of those years, um, and spoke sometimes two, three, four times a day, sometimes wow. even more. And it had to be a persuasive talk. We were talking about 
sharing the opportunity to go see Tony um, in a uh, one-day seminar. And really what we were doing is selling people on themselves and looking at more possibility and saying, hey, what if I work on myself? What would be possible for me? So it was a, a great way to get started in the business. So your introduction to speaking was actually uh, being the, I'll just say, the hype man for the, the man himself, Tony Robbins? <laughs> well, I don't know if hype's the right word, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a sales team. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was a sportswear sales rep for a company called Janssen Sportswear for uh, four years and, you know, did little presentations to small groups selling the clothing line, but it was totally different than, obviously, what we did with him. And, um, you know, it was a sales job. We'd have to telemarket, call decision makers, sell them on the ability for us to go in and add value at one of their sales meetings and let people know about the program. And so it was uh, a sales crash course 101 in terms of uh, organization, calling, uh, telemarketing skills, sales skills, follow-up skills, upsell skills. And, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was a great – I never thought I was going to go into the speaking business, but I did – you know, I did pretty much every major city in the U.S. I helped train a lot of the people who were on the road and coach them and videotape them. And then I went down to Australia to help plant the flag down there with the promoter, went ahead of the U.K. and did the same thing and came back about 1993 and was one of my best mates, Tom McCarthy, um, who was in San Diego also. Um, uh, we helped and promote seminars for a couple of years. I wasn't going into speaking myself because that's kind of what I knew. And then finally, people, you know, you get a couple of people saying, hey, that was great. What else do you do? Can you come talk to my organization? What's your fee? And then once you have your fee, you're a professional speaker. So it sounds like you just stumbled into professional speaking. Yeah, it was an offshoot of what I was doing. It was a good way to use my skills. And, you know, that's the unique thing about this business. Um, it's an unbelievable way to generate a lot of money in a short amount of time. I mean, there's very few other things you can do to do that and have fun and make a difference at the same time and right. travel to great places. And, you know, once you fly a lot, you're usually flying up front and uh, nice meals and nice resorts and neat clients. It's, it's, it's an awesome career. It's not easy. But it's an awesome career. Now, I, I got to ask you, because I'm sure a lot of people are going to be asking me, why did you not ask him this question? So, Chip, yeah. if you're okay with this question, I'm going to ask mm -hmm. you this question. How is it like working with Tony Robbins? Um, back in the day, it was very fun. It was very mission-oriented. Nobody, literally nobody virtually knew who he was. This was... The, if people are old enough, back in 89 spring, the infomercial with Fran Tarkington kind of came out. And, you know, we were out there. People didn't know who he was, even after the infomercial was out for a few years. Yeah, I remember seeing you know, the infomercial. Yeah, you know, the people thought he was mistaken with some real estate guy or whatever. Um, it was very fun. I mean, we would go to Fiji together. We'd go to New Year's together, Thanksgiving. We'd go skiing. It, it was very fun. Tony, you know, is an amazing, amazing man. Um, and unbelievable sure, skill level. And I'm sure you learned a lot about presentation skills under his, under, I guess, under his uh, team, on being on his team. Yeah, absolutely. You know, most of it, to be honest with you, we had some stuff with Tony. A lot of it was watching him for countless hours on stage. And, you know, th this is a business you've got to learn by doing. Right. You know, if you've got a passion for speaking, you've got to get out there and get in front of any group who will let you in front of, uh, of them and just get out and do it. And then you've got to coach yourself, and you've got to record yourself every time. You've got to videotape yourself every time. Get a coach. Get somebody to watch you. Um, th this is a business I'm... <laughs> 
I've done over a thousand conventions people have paid me to go speak at, but right. I'm still constantly recording myself, videotaping, reviewing, looking for little nuggets, keeping it fresh, because sometimes, because I don't do a speech, um, you know, it's, it's interesting, um, this is a little, a little uh, tangent for us, there are streams of thought out there when you're delivering a speech or a talk and you're getting paid, I mean, you've got to craft it out, you've got to have that thing word for word. Right. Um, I would shoot myself if I had to do that. I'm sure there's some people very effective at doing that. Yeah. And that's more of a speech. Um, I, I, I just pride myself on not doing speeches. I have stuff I say consistently in a similar way, but it's certainly not scripted out. I'm much more in the moment, much more. Because I, I, I'm one of the few people in my business who I do a lot of homework. I do a lot of phone calls. I customize every presentation to the best of my ability. And I also create, you know, I have a, a handout, basically. It's a worksheet where okay. people are filling in key things. I'm asking them questions. They're standing up. They're sharing. They're involved. People want to be involved. Is that an easy process, getting access to, to individuals to help you craft your speech yeah, or absolutely. your presentation? And so how do you go about reaching out to the audience prior to the event? Well, they, they decide, I have a pre-event questionnaire that uh, they fill out for me and I always ask for people to interview. And, you know, I've got some events for Dow AgriSciences up in Canada where we're talking to growers. I was just talking to a guy in Manitoba and a guy in Alberta, you know, been on their farm with their families for three generations learning about what they do. And so I have the right vernacular and have the right stories and the right analogies to you know, that's one of the things when you speak, um, you, you need to get buy-in from the audience pretty quickly. You need to have them thinking, oh, okay, she did her homework. She knows what's going on here. She understands me, knows what I do. Uh, if you don't get that, I mean, people can tune you out real quick. Have you ever been invited to speak for an association, and while you were doing your homework, you realized, I really cannot connect with this audience? Never had an audience I couldn't connect with. Everybody's come on, breathing. Come on, Everybody Chip. has a family. No. <laughs> Every, you know, you've got to look at commonalities, not differences. Okay. Um, uh, you know, everybody has a family. A lot of people are dads. A lot of people are moms. Because um, my message is very holistic. I help them be better at who they are so they can be better at what they do. I'm not real hardcore business schools I'm, uh, skills. If I'm talking to salespeople, I'll certainly have some things that are geared towards the way they go to market and how they sell and all that, or if it's a customer service thing and I'm talking to Hyatt, like I did the Hyatt Service Summits, for example. So we're talking about what they do in terms of a housekeeping piece or a front-of-the-house piece or back-of-the-house piece and interacting with guests, that kind of thing. But um, I, I, are there tougher groups than others? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. You know, the greatest, easiest audience in the world is black females. They are the best. They, it's like going back to church. The toughest audience is old white guys. It just is. I mean, it's much tougher to move them. Um, it's tougher when you have an association meeting where you have people who really don't know one another and they're there. It's much easier to talk to one company in a tight room that is packed to the rafters. The tough ones are when you have a room that'll fit 2,000 and you got 600 in the room right. and you have all this dead space. That's tough, and there's nobody in the first 12 rows. That's hard. Now, so. now prior to speaking, obviously you worked with Tony Robbins and his group. What were you doing? Sounds like you were in sales? 
Yeah, with sales with Janssen Sportswear, was a mainline uh, domestic uh, sportswear sweater manufacturer and repped them for four years and loved it, thought that was going to be the be-all, end-all. And luckily, the company got bought out a couple times and I got fired <laughs> and they uh, cut the sales force in half. And, you know, if that wouldn't have happened, I wouldn't have been hooked up. To, I wouldn't have gravitated down to San Diego and wouldn't have hooked up with Tony and uh, wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. You know, I'm just very blessed to do it. You know, I, I've been lucky um, multiple times to speak at the National Associ- National Speakers Association right. events, and that's always one of my key points to people is, you know, this this is a, how, you, how do you view what you do? Get to versus got to. The minute you start thinking, ah, oh, geez, i got to fly out to Seattle tomorrow to talk to so-and-so. You should quit. I like that. Get to versus got to. I, I like what you yeah. said there. Could you elaborate the difference between get to versus got to? Well, you know, I, 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 it depends on how you view what you do. You know, I feel I was led to do this. This is what's not an accident uh, that I'm a professional speaker. I tell that to every audience. I mean, you know, I was led to be here today. There's something in my message you need to get, you need to take ownership of, wow. and you're going to get out of this what you put into it. I, they pay me to travel. Speaking is for free. I just love what I do. <laughs> I love um, and I'll do some stuff pro bono for the right cause during the year because I just love what I do. Um, if it's it, it, it can't be about the money. It can't be about another gig. It can't be. Uh, that's one of the things that has kept me, I think, fresh um, in this business. Is I didn't niche. There's some people. There's there's two schools of thought. Some people say, hey, you've got to niche. You got to narrow your focus. You got to find out how do you can be a superstar in mortgage banking or in healthcare, or whatever. I purposely haven't done that. Okay. Um, gosh, my website is getswitchedon.com. Somebody wants to go look at the meeting planner tab and look at my raving fan client list. I mean, it's everybody from Harley Davidson to International Association of Plastics Distributors to Hyatt to Campbell Soup. I mean, it's all over the place, and yes. that's fun for me. Yeah. Um, learning about new business models and new products and new innovations and uh, – it, it, it that's neat. That keeps me fresh. So, but it sounds like you're doing a lot, which I I totally get. Are you a one man show, or do you have a team of people helping you? That's a good question. Good question. Um, uh, I am a one man show basically. I've got a uh, a great um, website guy that uh, handles my website and updates and keeping things fresh there, and I do my blog there. And he does SEO for me, which is crucial in this business that is changing all the time. Right. I've got my video production team. I've got stuff I will uh, have people help me out. But, um, you know, it, it depends on how you do the business. I've been blessed where I've done uh, 20 years and I've done over 1,000 events. And I'm very lucky that my phone rings. I don't have a full-time <laughs> salesperson at the fee level I'm at for the events and the companies I'm speaking at, you really can't sell your way in there. Okay. You know, that's pretty difficult to sell your way in. If somebody saw you somewhere, I do about half of my business with what are called speakers bureaus, which are, you know, kind of third party party booking agencies. Okay. They're everywhere from one one man operations to, uh, you know, a big one like leading authorities or Speak Inc. in San Diego has been one of the better bureaus. Um, so I, I get about half of my business cultivating my relationships with those reps when client calls and say, hey, we got 10K, 15K, whatever the fee is. Uh, who do you recommend to open? Who do you recommend to close? Talk about this. And if you cultivate those relationships with those reps, you know, you're going to be top of mind because if you go to any 
Speakers Bureau website. I mean, my gosh, it's there are thousand speakers. How do you stand out? Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's kind of the way I, I've chosen to do it. I don't do. I've got a good buddy down in Atlanta, pretty famous guy who you know. Gosh, he does. I think about five grand a month in Google pay per click. Wow. Uh, wow. Yeah. If you can make that work, that's fantastic. I I I don't do that at all. I, my best marketing. And this is a good belief system for any speaker. My best marketing is to hit a home run every time, do the homework, do the stuff on my checklist, make sure I get there. Before I get there, I do the stuff. While I'm there, I do the things to cultivate the relationships. After the event, stay in touch with people. And, you know, I just got booked with Velcro USA, which, of course, makes Velcro, right? Right. And the guy saw me 10 years ago at Boston Scientific and remembered me. That's, that's staying power. So you, you're really telling me exactly what a speaker has to do to stay in this business. You said cultivate relationships, make sure you know how to prepare and hit home runs. But my question then becomes, after giving so many speeches, how do you stay fresh? How do you, when the guy saw you 10 years ago, clearly you're not giving the same presentation, but you're giving him the same excitement. How do you, how do you connect to that, to that, to that energy so that, it's an awesome experience. Um, well, you've got to keep it fresh. And, I mean, there, there's some skeletal parts of my talk that haven't, I mean, some of the key themes maybe, but the way I present it, the examples, the stories I tell, mm-hmm. I'm always looking, you know, you've got you to gotta read ink. You've got to read Fast Company. You've got to listen to your, you know, the interviews I do give me great stories. You've got to read the Wall Street Journal. I'm looking for constantly new, fresh examples from their world of the people I'm speaking to that will resonate with them. And uh, it's just fun. I mean, you know, um, I, I think, uh, how would I get this across? Let me see. Um, how, how does a, a great actor go on Broadway eight shows a week for three years? Word yeah. for word, the same presentation and rock it every time. Well, mm. I took, I remember I took one acting course in college and there was a book by Uta Hagen, who was like one of the preeminent <laughs> acting uh, coaches of all time. And she talked about in that book, you have to create the illusion of the first time. Okay. You have to put yourself wow. in a state where this is the first time you've ever done this. This audience has never seen you. How do you keep it fresh? And what any good athlete or whatever, any good singer, any good comedian, any good actor, any good speaker has to do is before you take the stage, you have to put yourself in that mindset. Right. And a lot of it has to do with visualization, questions you're asking yourself, pictures you're seeing in your head, and a lot of it is how you're breathing, how you're moving. You've got to get your body into a state of absolute certainty. And that's for me, is through just a routine I do, but it's, you know, I, it's one of my themes on my talk. Motion creates emotion. Yeah. Um, you've got to move that way. You want to feel that way? You need to move that way. You need to breathe that way. Yeah, you, you, you definitely have a. You, I think I was watching one of your videos, and you were out in the audience on one of your videos. And, oh, uh, a ton. You got to get out. Yeah, yeah. You got to shock people. Got to yeah. get out there to them. And I thought that was fascinating. It's just the way you connected with the audience. And, I mean, you, you kept the energy right there where you were. And it wasn't, I'm on the stage, so look at me. You're like, I'm right here. So you did a fantastic job in connecting with the audience. Which is, which is Well, you've got to engage. There's a difference between speaking to people and engaging them. There's a chasm. Yeah. Most people you can tell when they speak, kind of, not most, oftentimes are disassociated from what they're actually saying. 
Uh, and you can tell it in the tone of their voice, their face, the way they're using their body. Uh-huh. You've got to be fully associated in the moment. It's almost like when you're rolling, I'm outside of myself, up above, watching everything going on. It's a disassociated kind of a, it's kind of a weird deal. When you're rolling, you're just in the moment. Uh, Tony used to call it uptime versus downtime, where okay. if you're in the moment and you're in the state and you know what you're doing, and you know who the audience is, you're not having to think about your next word because it's just flowing. I'm not thinking about what I'm saying. It's just I'm in the moment right now and it's happening. People go downtime, and usually you can tell when they're downtime because their um, eyes are moving differently when they're downtime. Mm. They're kind of, you can see their eyes go down there thinking about what they're going to say. Right. So a great speaker is very little downtime. So we're kind of getting into your platform in terms of, of what you are noted for. Your website is GetSwitchedOn.com. What is Get Switched On? Well, when the Internet was coming, um, I thought ChipEichelberger.com, which I have. <laughs> if you go to ChipEichelberger.com, it'll take you to GetSwitchedOn.com. But that may not be the easiest thing to spell. And so when I first started speaking professionally, I was actually, I'd been down in Australia promoting Tony, then went to the U.K. to do it. And between you and I, and uh, I thought, man, I just helped Tony get on two continents. Um, was instrumental in helping the promoters have two great events and really extend his brand. I'm thinking, man, I might get some love here. And Tony, well, you know, this is like November. We might have something in the spring. I'm like, Jesus, I can't wait till freaking spring. I need to do something. Right. And so I got a call from a guy who was uh, in Australia, everybody's got to go down there. It's a wonderful country. You know, land mass the size of the U.S. with about 30 million people. So hmm. it's an amazing country. And if you're famous, you're really famous because there's so few people, right? Right. And I got a call from a guy, uh, a buddy of mine, Brad Cooper, who was a Horatio Alger rags to riches story. And I, I met him there, and he was just instrumental in me, helping me promote that event with all his contacts. And he said, uh, mate, uh, I wanted me to come down and uh, – help him become a professional speaker and tell his story. So I went down there for about, uh, was going to go down there for three weeks and help him and paid me a big fee for three weeks and just a great guy. And then he had a a company that needed sales training and they didn't really have a model. So I modeled the top salespeople and delivered that all over the key cities of Australia. And then some of his buddies heard about it and they hired me and I was down there for five plus months. And that's where I first started speaking professionally. And, People would say, oh, man, you're switched on. Oh, mate, you're switched on. Good on you. And I'm like, geez, I've never heard that before. <laughs> so I just, I just like that term of get switched on. I mean, you've got to light your own switch. You can't wait for somebody to come switch on. You've got to be able to do it for yourself. So that's kind of where the brand came from of how to, you know, my brand is about energy. You know, right. what I have on my website is I'm going to be the energy source for your meeting. And so as a speaker, what you've got to do is you've got to pick a lane. What are you going to do? Why would people hire you? What's the compelling reason that they're going to write you a check to come into their event? And one of the things I want to get across to people is your, and that gets us from people, a lot of people know Jeff Gittimer, G-I-T-O-M-E-R, brilliant guy, um, the Little Red Book of Sales, yeah, all those yeah, books, brilliant yeah. guy. And, you know, he said, you know, Chip, your fee is in your head. How much you can charge is what you can currently say. What's your fee? What can you congruently say? That's what you're, if you can't, if you can't congruently say what you, you know, uh, $9,000, uh, $10,000, what, 400 I mean, whatever it is, you've got to congruently say it. And I used to have trouble, like, God, they're writing me a check. That's a lot of money. But when you think, you know what, they've got 300 of their top salespeople here. They've got a $320 million budget this year. My fee is nothing. 
Yeah, I'm glad you said that because a lot of speakers think about it from the standpoint of the value um, in terms of what they're worth. But more importantly, you're, I think you're thinking about the value that you add to their sales team that could definitely bring in millions of dollars if you do well, the right here, thing. Here's, here's a nugget that if anybody is, I don't care how long you've been speaking or how successful you are, this nugget will really help is when you're talking to somebody and you're looking at oh, where do they, how they're going to pay you. Never let your fee be the first number that comes up in the conversation. Hmm. So they tell you a little bit about that. Hey, what's your fee? Well, here's the problem, Antoine. I want to find out. Tell me a little bit about your company. How long you guys been in business? What was your gross sales last year? What was your profit margin? What's your anticipated increase this year? So next next year's sales three hundred and twenty million. Okay, and you're looking for an increase. What ten percent? That's thirty two million dollars this year. Okay, uh, my fee is eleven thousand plus travel. In contrast to $32 million, that's nothing. Nothing. And then you got to think we got one shot at these salespeople. We got to put our best foot forward. You got 300 people, you know, divided by whatever the fee is 11, 20, 30, whatever people, you know, people charge. You know, you just bring it down. That's only, you know, I, I can't do that in my head that quick. That's, uh, you know, $28 a piece. Okay, that's nothing. So never let your fee of what your training is or what your keynote fee be the first number that comes up. Always have other key numbers to contrast what you're going to charge. I like that. I like that, um, how you broke it down, because we're not thinking about it from from the standpoint of, you know, individual cost, $28 per person. That's just an investment. That's a small investment towards a Yeah, bigger... what I tell people is I'm insurance. Because I position myself with energy and interaction and spontaneity in a great message that's going to make people feel good about being there. So if I'm opening up a convention, that's where a lot of people put me, first day right there, 8.30, 9 o'clock, kick it off, great energy, great interaction, pumped it up for the whole day. Right. Or I close. I mean, if you've had a three-day convention and people have been in Vegas and it's 3 o'clock in the afternoon or whatever the hell it is or when they're closing with one, it it takes some cojones to get up there in front of 500 <laughs> people who are hung over and a little bored and uh, to get in front of them and rock them. And they got to catch so, a flight. Yeah, they got to catch a flight. They're thinking about that or whatever it might be. So you just got to pick a lane and have a compelling reason. And, and today, I mean, it's really about what is, you know, it's, it's really solving problems and figuring out how can you help people solve those problems. Um, if I were to start over today, I would gear more towards uh, to to say, hey, I'm going to jump in and start keynote speaking. That's pretty tough. Right. Figure out what most people do is they say, hey, you know what, Chip, I've got an area of expertise and a business background in X. I'm going to figure out the four steps or five steps to doing that more effectively. And then I'm going to start a blog about it. I'm going to write a book about it. I'm going to put some info products together about it. Then I'm going to get out there and give it away and speak about it and maybe have a back end for my business for people to hire me for consulting or something like that. It's, it's hard to jump in and just say, hey, I'm going to be a keynote speaker on the main stage and charge X dollars. It's, it's, you just, it's, that's not the path. Yeah, you, you get there eventually, but you, that's not the path. Well, you kind of talked, you kind of alluded to how an aspiring speaker would start. And I know you've got one of your books called Smart Guide to Accomplishing Your Goals. How does, right. how does a speaker take a book like that and begin the journey of developing a platform? How would you use that that book if you were starting over? Well, I, I think that that book came well out in my career. I did that with Jeff Davidson. Um, it was an add-on piece. It's a brochure piece. 
Um, the, your book is a business card. Most people don't make any money off their book. What they do is they're going to, uh, they, they make money off their book by speaking. They get it out to people and say, Hey, that's a fascinating book or whatever. I'd like you to have you speak on that topic or, you know, it's really a, just a credibility piece more than anything else. Right. You know, it was interesting. Um, I'm working on a parable story right now around my message that I've got a lady helping me on and, the, the Smart Guide is an awesome book. I mean, it's a manual for goal setting. I don't think there's a better book on goal setting out there ever done. I, I literally, Jeff and I worked so hard on that book. And the reality is I, I want to create a book that people are going to read on the plane across the country and can read it in three and a half hours, be done, get the message, and get it. I was at, uh, we're lucky in Knoxville, we have, I don't think there's a better used bookstore in the country. It's called McKay's. They have several of them here in the Knoxville area. Okay. And they're like a gross, imagine the big grocery store, two levels. And they've got books and DVDs and everything you can imagine. And I was in there, and I, I mean, you know, you can pick up books for 2 3 $4 a piece at right. the most. And I got a whole pile of books yesterday. And I was looking through those books. I don't think one of those books had ever been read. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you. Well, it's interesting. You know, it's just, it's amazing. It's interesting because on your website, you've got this one page where you have a, a list of just, I would have to say, over 25, 40 books. And why did you create that list of books? Why is reading um, essential to what well, you that's, do? Well, that's, uh, if you go to my website, getswitchedon.com, there's the document library, and I think it's called the 4% Solution. Yeah. That's one of the things I talk about is that, you know, it's. I always talk. I always talk about the stuff you have to do, and people. Go, oh, geez, Chip, I'm just too busy to do that. But you got to reframe time and think. You know what? Is can I take four percent of my day and invest it back in myself? Mm. That that seems pretty reasonable. Four percent of twenty four hours is one hour. Right. And if you're thinking seven times twenty four, one hundred and sixty eight hours in a week. That's taking seven hours to invest back in you. And I try to get people to, you know, it's what you're reading. It's what you're listening to. Mm -hmm. I've got a great recipe on there, the Get Switched On smoothie. If you're not drinking something like that Green Bay smoothie, you're crazy. <laughs> if you're not juicing consistently, you're crazy. Um, it takes a little bit more time to say, hey, you know what, I'm out a lot. I'm going to pack a cooler every day to have good food. I'm going to get out and get my uh, cardio in. I'm going to, you know, I've got a great video on there um, I did about push-ups. I'm on a push-up streak. Uh, I've got 20, I'm in 26 months now and a little over 40,000 push-ups in where I've averaged 51 push-ups a day the last 60, uh, six, 26 months. And it's just, what are the little things you could do every day that are really going to pay off long term? Because it's so easy, like for a, here, here's a good reference for health and fitness, for example. People say, oh, geez, I'm just too busy to do that. Well, here's the key. You could spend a little bit of your time and a little bit of your money every day right now taking care of yourself or not do that. And one day you're going to have to spend massive amounts of your time and massive amounts of money to overturn and reverse disease. Because mm -hmm. you got... That's only seven out of 168 hours. Right, right. So I put people out, hey, Chip, can you recommend a book on this, book on that, a tape on this? So I just got a list of classic books that, you know, I'm not saying that's the only list, but it's a pretty damn good list of it's things a, to listen to it's and a pretty uh, classic, to read. It's a pretty classic book. I mean, it's a pretty classic book list. I mean, you've got Think and Grow Rich. You've got, you've got a lot of good books on there. Well, you just you know, it's a little bit of every topic too. So I mean, you got to be a student. I mean, the internet makes it easier. I always, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, do you know Jim Rohn, R O H N? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Okay, well, Tony started with Jim Rohn, right? That was the first thing that uh, Tony ever did was promote Jim Rohn. Uh, Jim passed away a couple years ago. Um, but if you go to YouTube, look up Jim Rohn, R-O-H-N. Geez, everything he's ever done is right there. Right. So I believe it's for free. I mean, people take the whole tape series and stream it on there. It's crazy. So when you're reading, I mean, do you have a strategy to consuming books quickly? Well, my minimum standard is at least one nonfiction book a month. I read a ton of periodicals, though. That's my reading time on the plane. So, uh, you know, I, I read much more nonfiction. I read a little bit of fiction. I like some... I like some Jack Reacher novels. I like the little Jack, John Grisham novels, that kind of thing. But mostly, I've been, I read a lot of biographies. I just okay. finished uh, Tom Jones' biography, Over the Top and Back. I just finished Tom Petty's uh, biography. I'm reading John Fogarty's right now. Picked up a bunch of stuff yesterday. Um, everything from Alan Iverson, the basketball player, to uh, a book I'd never seen. I'm a lifetime golfer, but it's a book that Jack Nicholas did on golf and life. And what he learned about how to live a great life. I thought, geez, you know, pretty so, good source for information. So a lot of these books that you're reading, a lot of these stories that you're reading, these life stories that you're reading, would those stories eventually make it into one of your presentations? With the right presentation, yeah, the right story. There's, Yeah, the, absolutely. You want, we have things that people can relate to. Um, I don't know, because I'm such a sports junkie, I have more than a few uh, sports stories and analogies and, and, and things in there. I try to use ones that are not cliche that everybody's heard before that makes people go, wow, that's interesting. I've never heard that one. But, um, yeah, you, you, that's how you keep it fresh. you got to read a lot. you got to listen. Um, just what, what go out of your way to be a student. Right. What would be your top book that you would recommend to myself, the aspiring speaker, Jeez, top book. Oh, one book. Speak. One I don't book. know if I've seen one about <laughs> being a speaker. Um, it doesn't have to be a speaking book. It'd just be a book to just kind of help you connect with the goal that you may have in front of you. Oh, Did I boy, stop you? one book for that. Boy, I'm not coming up with anything right now. Um, <laughs> off the top of my head, just one book. Um I don't know. I'm looking. I've got a. Uh, I've got. I've got one of the better personal development libraries. That's Jim Rohn used to have that line. I love having that ri library. I haven't read anything in it, but I just feel smarter walking in there. Um, you know, I. I. I don't. I, you know, I'm just. I'm just led to look at this one. You know, there's a Peter's book. Uh, Tom Peter's book, The Pursuit of Wow. Yeah. You know, oh, it's not yeah. the pursuit of. Uh, you know, in this business, you you, you got to be a little di different, and it can't be wearing a silly hat or wearing funky shoes you you, you got to have you got to be a little bit of a personality i think in this business you got to be a product of the product Man, you know I, um I, I pride myself on working out hard and eating right and looking as good as i can the last 25 years i'm I'll just i just turned 55 years old and hopefully you know i i i don't look anywhere near 55 just because it's not the way i look as much yeah. as my energy and my outlook and you got to be a product of the product. You got to take care of yourself. You got to look the part. You got to act the part. You got to dress the part. Tom you got to do your homework better than the next guy. You got to follow up better than the next person. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I love that. I, I read that book, Tom Peters. Man, that's that's some good reading. That's some good reading. His audio. Oh my goodness, his audio book is fantastic as well. He's a classic. Follow him on Twitter. I've engaged with him a couple of times on Twitter. He'll get back to you. He's good, a great good. guy. Hey, we're getting down to the last part portion of this uh podcast and again your your insight your 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 energy you you are switched on my friend you are switched on well that's one of the things i pride myself on is uh 
And if you've been around some speakers, you can probably attest to this. But you know, I try to be the same off the platform as I am on the platform. So you you got to be consistent in this business because your reputation is everything in this business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what what do you where do you think this industry is going? This 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 speaking industry is going in the next five years. Well, there'll always be a call for real speakers. It's interesting. I have one of my better bureau contacts sent me an email. Um, somebody had approached him with this uh, um, a way. Evidently, Tony uh, Robbins, Tony had done an event down in Melbourne, but he was in uh, San Diego at the time, and they did a holographic image of him. And there's the technology out there. It's about 50 grand a whack to set that up. But mm-hmm. he did a live program being in California, but it appeared in Melbourne and he could take questions. I mean, that technology is there, but there's so few people who will ever do that. So as, as, as long as people will always have meetings, you've got to get people face-to-face because the, it's the off, um, out-of-the-room conversations at those events that are really special that make them great. So um, uh, there are a lot of people getting into this business because, quote, it looks like an easy business, but it's there's a chasm that I try to get across to people. There's a chasm between a good speaker and a great speaker. I mean, right. it's just the contrast is so sharp. You know, it's like I give the analogy, if you ever go to the comedy club and you see the first guy gets up there and he's kind of funny, he's got a couple little jokes introducing people. Then the next guy comes out and you think, man, that guy's awesome. Then the headliner comes out like a, you know, Jerry Seinfeld or, a, you know, Steve Martin back in the day or Eddie Murphy or, right. you know, and it's just like, it's night and day. They just own the room. It's just different. Yeah, yeah. No, I love that analogy. You're right. You're right. I've been in a situation where you can tell one guy's just green and the other guy is just, just killing. And uh, yeah, well, you think the second guy was amazing until you saw the third guy. Yeah, yeah. And there's a reason why the third guy <laughs> is headlining. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And there are a lot of guys in this business who were former comedy guys who just you know who had all that experience. And just crafted a message into it and used their humor and their ability to engage an audience and, you know, can make a lot more money doing this than they can in a comedy club. Yeah, yeah. So we come to that part where I always like to give you the last word. Um, Any parting Mm -hmm. thoughts to our aspiring speakers about the speaking profession? Well, the key thing is if you have a passion for it, don't give up. Um, Keep working on it. Get coaching. The coaching is there. Um, and there's a lot of people, you know, if somebody called me and said, Chip, I got or emailed me, hey, I'll answer your question. I'll try to help you out. There's a lot of free advice out there, and there's a lot of paid advice out there. Be very careful what you're going to pay for. If you're going to pay for coaching in this business, be very careful. Make sure you're getting your money's worth. There are people that will take advantage of you to, for video production or website production, just like that. Being really, really good is the best thing you can do. So, Figure out what your niche is going to be. Why would somebody pay you? Put to, com- together a compelling reason. And you, the key things you got to have in this business, you got to have a good video showing you kicking ass on stage. If you go to my website, um, you can follow me on, on Twitter too, at Chip E. I give some good tips out. At my website, GetSwitchedOn.com, model what I've done. Go to my meeting planner tab. Look at, you'll see written testimonials and how I do that, where I take pictures with the people who hire me. I get the company logo. I get the testimonial. I get video testimonials. You've got to document your success. People want to know who you've worked with, what they have to say. It's like if you went to Amazon, and virtually everybody out there has Amazon Prime. If you don't, you're an idiot, right? 99 bucks free shipping. How can you not? But you'd never buy anything on Amazon Prime without 
looking at the reviews, both good and bad. So um, it's a great profession. It's not an easy profession, but don't quit. Get good coaching, and constantly you'll learn. And that's why the National Speakers Association is such a phenomenal resource if somebody's really serious about it. Because, uh, and this is a good line to end with, the master Jim Rohn always said, Chip, you know what, uh, everybody can use a coach because it's hard to play the game. It's hard to think of everything when you play the game. Right. If somebody comes up and hands one, I have a question about this, what would you hear? And they go, hey, I'd do this, this is what I did. And you go, oh, my God, that's such good advice. Why didn't somebody tell me that five years ago? Well, you didn't ask. You didn't ask. You didn't know. So NSA is a great resource for that. Plus, there's tons of stuff online for it, too. But Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's some good things out there, and you have been providing us some great, great information within this podcast. Chip, if we wanted to get in touch with you or get access to your resources, how can we do that? Well, my YouTube channel, um, Michael Berger, E-I-C-H-E-L-B-E-R-G-E-R, I've got... Um, you know, I've got chips, tips there. I must have 40 great little videos right there. Uh, my website, my documents library, great articles, great resources there in terms of uh, things you can use in your life. Um, and uh, that's the easiest way is just go through the website. But, uh, you know, I, just because you're listening to this podcast right now and you listened all the way through says a lot about you. Very few people would stick with it. Very few people are going to go to a website like what you've done, and I applaud you for what you've done. I mean, you've got a passion for it, and it'll pay off one day. But uh, you've got to be the kind of person who walks, you know, as Jim used to say, walk away from the 97%. You know? I love that. 97% will take the easy path. You can't do that if you want to make it in this business. Well, I think that right there is a good place to say, man, we're so happy to have you. Chip, thanks again for being part of, part of the show. You are welcome. Wow, what an interview that was packed with some great information. I like what Chip said. To get started, it's not that difficult. Find the areas of difficulties and really begin to become an expert on those difficulties. And that's how you get started on being the expert in the room. And once you're the expert, you've got a compelling message. You've got a compelling product. You've got a platform. And that's what this is all about, building a platform. Chip's platform is Get Switched On. In other words, he's there to help people turn on their life, to get connected to the areas of awesomeness that they may have. You may not have that same platform, but it's finding that platform that's going to make your speaking career a success. And that's what this is all about. Finding that platform, building that structure so that you can have speaking success. And I hope that this show has given you that foundation, has given you that encouragement to get switched on, to get that understanding, to build on that momentum that we started so long ago and that some of you probably started way before the show. So that's it. I've got to get back to work on building my platform, on figuring out how I'm going to become that awesome speaker that people are wanting to book. So until next time, listen, learn, and launch your speaking career. I'm Antoine Lincoln.